You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party, I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's episode is a fun one. Well, they're all fun ones. They're all exciting, aren't they? But I get into all of these, and and I, and I get to interview a friend of mine that I have just met this year. So we're new friends, but I'm still excited about it. So today, we're going to talk about the top five ways to make your hygiene day easier. And to talk about that, I've brought along an extra special guest, Lil Caparella, who is the manager of professional education for Premier, and she's an international lecturer, and she's a hygienist, and she's been in the industry for 41 years with a lot of time in clinical. And so, Lil, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Amanda. And I really appreciate your time spending with me. Um, This is going to be a lot of fun to kind of interact a little bit about, you know, what I can hopefully bring to some of my friends out there in the dental hygiene community. Don't, I mean, all of us could use a little few tips to make our day a tiny bit easier because I think particularly post-COVID, you know, hygienists are really, really stressed out and really on edge. And so if we can find little ways to really help make our day a little bit better or t- tips and tricks, um, I think it'll go a long way to to extending our careers and just expanding our fulfillment with what we're doing. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. You know, it, it does upset me to see, you know, some of the um, responses of people, dental hygienists who have really put a lot of time in their career, uh, worked in great offices and are stepping away because of different fears or, you know, or just having so much difficulty in their practice. Um, whether it be, you know, equipment changes and just the whole style of the way they approach patients now have really been affected so much. And I really do think that this pandemic, once we get beyond, you know, the real seriousness part of it, I, I do think that we're going to get back to some normal of what we did before. Because let's face it, I, I mean, we all of us in the dental community and just like medical, we've always been used to protecting you know, ourselves and our patients. We've used all kind of PPEs every day, but now we're just being a lot more cautious with a certain element, and that's the aerosol. Not the blood and the saliva so much, but the aerosol. So I know that's really kind of put a lot of people kind of, you know, pushed back a little bit because they know that they've gotten used to that ultrasonic or that, you know, air polishing or or just polishing. And they're nervous about how to do what they can do better or just as good as they did. And now here we are with like, oh my God, I can't do this. What do I do now? So I think there are different things that might make their hygiene day easier. Um, And I don't necessarily want to address it from a pandemic standpoint. I think it's just best to look at, you know, what does make your day a little bit easier because there, like you said, there's enough stress with everything else that I think they need to make their, um, you know, their day-to-day activity be a little smoother, a little kinder (laughs) to their body and to themselves. So Absolutely. And maybe time to go to the bathroom. 
Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and lunch? Forget right. it. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Come on. That never happens. Yeah. Oh, no, that never happens. Of course. Of course. So. That makes perfect sense. Well, let's let's launch into your top five. What are the top five ways to make your hygiene day easier? Well, I, you know, I'm going to preface this, too, to say that, you know, I know that hygienists work in different types of practices. So if, you know, you have some people that either own their own business and they are more independent practitioners versus hygienists that work in a private office, a small office, um, a DSO type practice, there's going to be variance on what they can really, you know, want, do, purchase. Um, but I think, you know, from my experience in periodontal charting, uh, periodontal patients, because I, that's what I really worked most in, um, it would have really been wonderful to have the Florida Pro Voice Works. Um, that's my number one first. Uh, I've been seeing more and more written on it too, but I've also met the folks that own this company and I'm always impressed at the in improvements that continue to happen with it. Um, you know, they change different things in the software to make it really better. Uh, but, you know, here you are with a headset. So there's touchless involvement here. You have a headset, you put it on, you sit there and you do your probing or your measuring recession, or you might want to just make notes of the gingival margins or furcation involvement. And you do all of this just dictating right into this headset microphone, and it immediately goes into an electronic chart. There is no stopping, touching, writing. If you can't get a dental assistant to work with a hygiene department so that they can chart for you, you know, this eliminates that problem too, because not many offices usually have that luxury unless they work with an accelerated hygiene schedule. Um, but the VoiceWorks really is a nice software system. It's not that exuberantly expensive or anything that I think it's worth the time it saves. And I will say this, when a hygienist kind of proposes something to their employer, there always has to be a return on investment. You know, you have to prove this is going to save time and it's going to save them money in the long run if they put out that expense. And some of the nice features with VoiceWorks is that no matter who the hygienist is and whether they bear any kind of um, diverse accent, it gets accustomed to the accent. It accommodates that. Um, after a while, it just gets trained to you. And you can share that among different hygienists within the practice. And there's, you know, all kind of like Bluetooth thing and stuff, you know, that works within it too. So, I mean, I just think that that by itself is just a, a sound investment to improve. And boy, if I didn't have to stop and write all and those charting numbers. Yeah, roll back oh, and yeah. forth with my oh, yeah. pen as I'm <laughs> contaminating things, a keyboard or a chart. We actually got the the Florida Pro, oh, the VoiceWorks um, in January. And so we have been um, putting that into my practice. Good. So it hasn't been very long, but I must Terrific. say, I could not agree with you more, Lil. And and mm -hmm. I think one of those, if, if it's something that you're thinking about presenting to your doctor, one of the, I think the highest points to make for your doctor, it, it is a huge saver in sort of cover your hiney, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word. Mm -hmm. But to be yeah. able to track that the periodontal screening, the bleeding, 
points, the recession, because, you know, I, I will admit to this, you can come after my license later, but I will admit to it. Sometimes I only had time to get the numbers and I didn't have time to roll back and forth. For I know. The bleeding. I didn't have time to roll back and forth for the recession. There just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so this, I can do it all at once. And I have a great comprehensive chart and I can print it out. I can print out a handout for the patient. They can take it home. They get some more ownership of their disease. They understand what's yeah. happening. So it's not yeah. just me. And that you say it out loud too. So the patients are That's, hearing it. They're yeah. like, wait, a four? Mm-hmm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Why do I have a four? <laughs> and and so really it's yeah. it's I agree with you. It is a valuable piece of equipment. To Absolutely. Have. And, and I think it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I do too. I, I really do. And and you're right about that. The patient hearing what you're saying always brings them into the conversation. I know that any time that I used to do anything that involves something out loud, you know, or showed them something that had either some color variation, you know, I, um, we used the periwise probes, the color coded probes and, you know, the red and green was just so easy to educate them and say, yeah, green. It's like when you go through a traffic light, you go, I said, but when I get to the red, I stop. And then I have to address this as a more serious problem. So, you know, and the patients really do prefer to, they want to be educated. They don't want to be in the dark. I agree. (laughs) They want to know. Yeah. Yeah, They want to know. So I, I do think that's number one. I think it has to make your day easier unless you work in a practice where, you know, that type of charting just doesn't exist because you're doing children or nursing home or something, maybe that you don't have that ability to do that. Um, number two is of course, magnification loops. Um, and I know for some people they're probably thinking, well, that's nothing new. No, that's not what this is about. Today's about just making your hygiene day easier. And I think there's a percentage of hygienists out there that are still working without them because they didn't get them in school when they learned because they've been out practicing a long time. Like myself, I didn't work with those because when I stopped doing standard practice where I was working full time, um, by that time, these were starting to come into play. And I see the schools, the students get them right away. And I know it's because it's it's significant for them to be able to, you know, maintain their ergonomics. Absolutely. I just think you're crazy if you don't use yeah, them. Yeah, I would add you know. in a light to that too. I would say loops and light <laughs> oh, need God, to be yeah. a package. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even yeah. reach for that headlight anymore. You talk about, I mean, we talk about ergonomics for magnification helps you. Now I'm no longer mm-hmm. getting that, you know, reaching for that light anymore. It's all just on my head. Um, and so Great. I would say loops and mm-hmm. light together, uh, uh, hands down, mm-hmm. you have to have them. Yeah. Oh my God. I think that's terrific. And you know, with everything that the hygienist is wearing or all dental professionals for that matter, the hat, the, you know, the goggles, the face mask, the, the scrub gowns and everything, they're hot. Yeah. You know, they're working hot. When you have a dental light above you, you're working under heat. So having that little, yeah, that little light right there focused to the area you're working is superb. I mean, if, if, if that doesn't make your life easier, and believe me, I mean, ergonomics is everything to the longevity of dental hygiene practice. So you really have to look at every way you can to make sure you're sitting up better, Absolutely. to be able to, to see what you're doing. And probes, nobody's going to make them any bigger or they wouldn't fit under the gum right. line. So you have to be able to read these lines, know. you know? I, I, I swear, <laughs> I keep inching up my magnification as I get older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So for those people out there that have not actually taken the step to buy them, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. And that is, don't go on Amazon to buy them. You know, that's not what you do. These are custom made. They're custom fit to you so that if you have an actual prescription, eyesight prescription, you know, that's all going to work together too. Um, But they they need to measure, you know, the... um, you know, the distance, you know, between your eyes, as well as the resolutions that you need. And again, it depends on what you do on your daily procedures. Um, Naturally, people that are surgeons will have a different magnification depending on what they do. But a hygienist may, you know, look at a certain resolution to be enough for them to be able to use um, their loops for, you know, their scaling replaning, but more so for, you know, reading their periodontal probes or any other, you know, visualization they have to do um, in their exam. And I think that, you know, once you, you figure all that out, the best thing is to make sure that you're working with, you know, top manufacturers. If you look back over the last 10, 12 years, you can see whose companies endured and who has continued to evolve, you know, some very nice, um, you know, frames, the lightweight frames. And as you said, the light being able to put that, you know, um, that light fixture on there as well. Yeah, it makes them a little more expensive, but it's, it's well worth it if you're going the whole route. And then, of course, the you know the cost can vary probably depending on on the customization of it. But um, I think some hygienists have pulled back from them because they they didn't have the money. They didn't. They really couldn't. They couldn't see putting sure. out that kind of money, not knowing how valuable that they were. So they attempt to approach employers, and I can see where the employers pull back too because this is a very customized personal thing. So if a hygienist has an employer who's willing to pay for them as part of equipment, um, it's nice. It's smart to do that. They can probably write it off as a tax write-off. But then if that hygienist doesn't really stay in that practice long, they're going to walk away with them because they're not going to be able to pass them to someone sure. else. So I think that it's it's well worth the hygienist investment to pay you know, or buy them on their own. But if their employer buys them, it's great too. You know, definitely they, a bonus. You know. Yeah, I think my my oh, yeah. paid for half of mine, so that was a good deal. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good deal. I think that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. So I think that there are different you know companies, and I don't want to be you know sitting here saying who who's better than who. I don't feel that way. I just think there's about four or five top companies that we have often seen, and you know you know at the um, ADHA meetings or under one roof, we've seen these companies. They're always there, and they're also in the schools. So you know that they come with a, a very strong, um, you know, qualification of and history yes. of putting out some great product. Yeah, and making a lot of hygienists happy. Definitely helping our backs. <laughs> All right. Well, what's number three? Yes. Okay, number three. Um, well, I think I have to say this um, because it is such a. Um, uh, a great movement in the last few years to see all of our, you know, slow speed hygiene profi hand pieces go cordless. Uh, working with a hand piece for many years that was on a cord, I know that we went from a coiled cord to the straighter cord. And when I used to do some of my ergonomic seminars, I always addressed the fact that 
a straight cord was so comfortable because you didn't get that pullback when you were trying to maneuver around the patient. And now, and then even the handpiece was heavy too. Mm -hmm. And we just didn't think about it. We just zipped around and over the course of a day, you know, between the rigorous scaling, replaning, repetitive strokes, and then you add that on, it, it was tiring. So now we're looking at, at hand pieces that have gone totally cordless. They're battery operated. They're, there's batteries now that are lasting a lot longer, which is wonderful. And I, you know, and of course, working for Premier, I'm very happy to say that, you know, we've joined that market with our, you know, AeroPro. And the thing I love is that, you know, you you do have to look at every element of it, but more importantly, the sterilization element, because, you know, you get a lot of questions about that. People say, hey, uh, you know, I know what I did with the cord at one. If I buy this cordless, what do I do? Put this whole thing in the autoclave? No, you don't. And, you know, there's parts of it. And when you buy a kit that has like different sheaths, you can autoclave, you know, a couple of them, have a few ready, and then you use, there's a barrier for it that goes over the motor. And it's easy. It's easy to keep, you know, through, you know, working through the day. Keeps a charge a long time. So when you're ready to buy something like this, yeah, you do have to do a little comparative shopping. And I know there's there's going to be some um, articles coming up, I'm aware of, that are coming up this fall, you know. And I think if people look at some of the information that our experts out there write about, um, you're going to see that not everything works for everybody, you know. You're going to look for different reasons. You're going to like the balance of it. You might like the grip of it better. Uh, you might like the idea that you can use any profi angle. Um, some people like foot pedals, yet I've had other people say, I don't want a foot pedal because I work in a mobile, you know, type of practice and I pick up my stuff and run and I've left the foot pedal that's there, the you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, that's a part of, you know, the equipment. So anyway, so there's, you know, there's a lot of neat things that come with it, but I think, you know, each year you continue to see, you know, different companies that have made different changes to them. And I think, you know, I'm thrilled about the AeroPro giving you a three-year battery warranty, which is different than a lot of others. Yeah, that's yeah. Good to know. And um, so it's cool. Yeah, that was something new that, you know, we were able to actually add to our um, DFUs. So, yeah. Awesome. So anyway... Great investment. And again, I don't know if the hygienist wants to buy their own to own, but again, it depends on how they practice, whether it's their own business, whether they're yeah. mobile, whether they're, you know, moving yeah. around. And if so, they're temping, you really yeah. might want your own because there's nothing worse than yes. having to go back and get that that spirally cord <laughs> heavy thing that, yeah. that they also uh. haven't sterilized forever in a day because we know oh that my there's God, still that offices was that aren't so doing hard. That. So, yeah. All right. Well, what's number four? Oh, yeah. Okay, number four. I have not been a person who's used digital scanners, but I know that the world has become very digital when it comes to scanning, whether it's, you know, impressions for crown and bridge, restorative procedures, orthodontics, or even just perio examinations. People are using um, digital scanners now, and I just think it's wonderful. When I think back to dental hygiene school, I remember 
you know, I had five years of dental assisting experience before I went to hygiene school. And of course, we had to learn to do alginate impressions, study Black. models, and then we were graded. We were graded oh, on them. On every, you know, they had to like be trimmed in such a way that every side had to stand. And I, I remember being failed on my impressions, I mean, on my models, because I didn't have to trim them to such accurate specifications in practice when I was an assistant yeah. in a perio office. So then, you know, it was like, oh, my God, I hate this already. So when I went, you know, to continue working later, um, anytime somebody said, you know, we have to take some impressions for something, whether it was for whitening trays or orthodontic or night guard or whatever, I used to like, oh, I used to get so upset because it would just throw my hour with that patient totally off. So I think that digital scanners are going to be so cool to have in your practice, um, if not already. It's something that I think will make that hygiene day go a lot easier. And I know that there's now some new, you know, wireless digital scanners that will, you know, improve the way you can, the portability between operatory to operatory, so that if you wanted to use it and someone else did, it would be pretty simple to move around with this particular handheld wireless digital scanner and it could Bluetooth right into another monitor, maybe in another, you know, operatory. So I think this is, that's going to be a pretty cool thing. To I agree improve. with you. The scanning technology yeah. is pretty amazing. We recently got one in our practice. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think is the coolest about it is that I can scan. And then like in a year, if I do another scan, I can actually see if the recession has changed. Cause you know, you always like, mm, I think it's, it's changed or where, you know, like patients are like, Oh, that where has yeah. been there forever. Well, this, you take two scans and it can compare the two and it actually shows you, is the recession changing? Is the wear changing? Like, is because we mm -hmm, can't necessarily mm -hmm. see all that and we certainly can't remember, yeah. even with intraoral pictures. So I do think mm -hmm. that is a pretty amazing technology. Um, I agree. I do too. Yeah. Oh my God. And in restorative and crown yeah. and bridge and, you know, just the whole, you know, dimension uh, between your arches and, and, you know, just achieving that occlusal you know, plain. It's, it's just amazing the measurement and everything, the accuracy of it. So I think for hygienists yeah. too, it's going to, it's going to play a big role there as well. And then of course the fifth one, and I think, um, you know, this has to be mentioned right now because I know that during, you know, since we are still in this like non-aerosol mentality of uh, the pandemic, there are plenty of hygienists that have kind of pushed back and said, look, I can't do my job without using some form of power scaling or um, or even polishing or whatever they may be doing, um, or even using just air and water, you know, syringes, you know, carefully. But I know that um, they can, you know, they can use these devices if they're doing it very carefully and if they're covered very well. But let's face it, and the reality is, and, and I just went to have my own hygiene, you know, appointment for myself, and the hygienist who treats me said, you know, we're not doing any polishing. That's get out of the picture right now. She said, we are not doing polishing um, for now, you know, so that may come back. My fifth thing is just, just purchase sharp, lightweight, good ergonomic instruments, but from manufacturers that will assure you that the instruments you're using are going to improve the way you work. Um, if you try to cut a steak with a dull knife, you're going to have a tough time. And tough is the yeah. word. <laughs> the, the meat, if the meat's tough, it's even right. worse. But 
if you're trying to work and you're trying to get through an appointment scheduled time and you expect to do a quadrant scaling and replaning, and those instruments are just, you know, either retipped, not sharp, not sharpened enough, or the quality of them are just poor, you know, that to me is just pointless. I, I, I mean, go home, do something else, you know, because you're wearing yourself out. Your hands are definitely going to be. I can remember days when my instruments needed to be sharper and my hands were just so fatigued at the end of the day. So I think it's important for hygienists to bear in mind that if whether, um, you know, they have better control on the purchasing and the decisions, buy what you really know works for you and get a very good, you know, instrument quality and, you know, look at your pricing, but look at what you get for it. You know, there are many out there that, you know, are going to say, yeah, you don't have to sharpen. And I, I don't believe that's necessarily a case. I just think that these instruments that may say they don't need to be sharpened or maybe they go longer without sharpening. They're just treated differently um, when they're manufactured and that's fine. It's great. You will pay more for that. Um, you might go longer without sharpening, but at some point you're going to need to sharpen them. And I just think it's important for us to work with instruments that are high quality and, and we keep them high quality day to day. So, Absolutely. You know, I would, I, I would I, say along with that is uh, I think mm -hmm. I wrote an article a while back about, you know, how to stick up for yourself, but it's really advocating for yourself too, to your employer oh, that, God, yeah. you know, you, that, mm -hmm. that you need these to do your job that, you know, the practice's ultimate goal is to take care of patients and with substandard equipment, you can't take care of patients. And so I think sometimes Absolutely. we as hygienists fall into a victim role and we, and we forget to mm -hmm. say, you know what, this is, I'm a professional. I'm a licensed professional, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is what I need to do yeah. my job. You you buy fancy new burrs mm -hmm. all the time. I this is what I need to do mm -hmm. my job. Yeah, and you don't want to be you know um, you know aggressive no. about saying something like you know well you wouldn't work with right. dull instruments right. you know. Um, but in reality, though, if you know if a dentist is doing any kind of cutting procedures, whether it's a surgical procedure, whether it's you know cutting even tooth structure, you know to prep for restorative. I think that it's pretty safe to say that if their burr is worn out, they're not going to get very far, you know, and they replace those a lot faster, of course. But with instruments, hygiene instruments, you know, again, depending on the type of instrument you're buying, what the claims may be, you might be able to go a little longer without sharpening between, or maybe you prefer to use a sharpening service. That's really entirely up to you. But I think if you start with, um, high quality, you know, instruments that are manufactured by craftsmen that know how to sharpen the instrument, know how to create that edge and buy, you know, and replace them at the right time. You know, so if you're using these instruments and, and you're autoclaving them, you know, daily, I, you know, sometimes it gets to a point of a year to 18 months. It could be somewhere in that, you know, time frame that it's time to replace Absolutely. them. You know, so, Absolutely. Well, let's yeah. review our top five. So the top five ways to make your hygiene day easier are one, the VoiceWorks Florida, Florida probe. Um, number two, magnification loops. And I added in light. Uh, number three, a cordless handpiece. Number four, a digital scanner. And there's a cool new wireless one. I have not tried that one yet. Um, and number five, sharp, light, ergonomic, hand instruments. Really important because that's our bread and butter. Absolutely. 
Well, Lil, thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to reach out to you, how can they do that? Well, if they'd like to email me, they can email me at L Caparilla. So my last name is C-A-P-E-R-I-L-A at Premier Dental Co. C-O dot com. And so that's my, you know, professional, my work email. They can email me. And if they at least, you know, and I hope that we'll identify, you know, if they email me, identify in the subject heading that it might have been from the podcast. So, yeah, so I can answer questions for them. Our guests always Mm -hmm. love to answer questions. It's super fun. Well, (laughs) Lil, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate the time to get to chat with you and, and your insights about our hygiene workflow day. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. This was really fun. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. And I hope your hygiene days just get better. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 